It's a good day, Rebecca. Is it? It is. So do you have a favorite joke? You know, I'm not really good at one-liners. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a good day. No, I'm going to take that as positive feedback. Okay. I'm going to yes and this <laughs> and make this more positive. I'm glad you can. I'm more of like something has happened and I react to what's happened and I say something funny or do something funny yes. in the moment that's happened. Right. I don't know if that's improv or it's just reacting to things. Yeah. I'm not a good like knock knock who's there kind of mm -hmm. I can't I just can't remember the jokes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think that um you are you're right. Like you and Alex actually our youngest son are very good at like kind of popping back and you do it quietly so in case you're like if you're not like sitting next to you you probably don't hear it but it's usually like the funniest thing you've ever heard and you the person next to you was like spewing out their drink because it is hilarious where I'm definitely more like let me have the microphone have some funny things to say uh, yeah but I think I'm more of a storyteller yeah like I really like to like when I think about a funny a funny story I think about how it should be said in my mind like that would create the biggest impact at the end well and I'll also do prep phones or I'll do something silly that people don't realize I'm being silly about it to just like and I do it a lot to break tension like if yeah. something's getting very serious or if I'm, if someone says I don't know how to tell jokes, yeah. then I come back with yeah. something funny to break the ice. Mm -hmm. But I'll like do pratfalls or, you know, fall down or drop yeah. something just, just to get a reaction. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. So we live in Dallas-Fort Worth and around this area, there used to be a uh, improv place called the Rubber Chicken. We used to Man, you to. mentioned the Rubber Chicken. I barely remember that. It's but a now long I do. time ago. Yeah. Well, I remember because I remember... At the very end, they invited somebody on stage to, I don't know if you remember this, where they were like, if we can, if you can not laugh for like one minute or however long they gave them, we yeah. got free tickets to the next show. And I went up there and didn't laugh. I don't know how. Um, but it's just one of those things where you like think of dead puppies or something. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't laugh and we got tickets to the next one. But now they have a thing in Dallas and Fort Worth called Four Day Weekend. They've been around, I think, 26 years yeah, now. Yeah, they've been around yeah. a long time. And if you have not been to an improvisational comedy show, it is so funny it's relatively clean. Like, I mean, they're pretty good about like, I think it's 18 and up still, but it's still yeah. like relatively clean. Because well, they have drinks and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the comedy is so great. If you have not watched improv, it is unreal. Well, let's describe what happens. Okay. Like when we go. So we've been, we have, they have a Fort Worth location and a Dallas location, mm -hmm. which is fairly new. And when you get there, this is a theater style seating with a stage at the bottom. And you, they have posted notes. Right. And you're supposed to, they give you a category or a subject and you write a post-it note and you just put it on the wall yeah. next to the stage. So you write on the sticky side and yeah. then you post, you stick it right. down yeah. so nobody can see what you wrote, but it might be like write um, occupations or something like that. And you write them, you put things on the board. So then when the comedians yeah. come out, they have a kind of a general idea of where they're going, but you fill in the blanks from the audience, you know, with the, with the sticky notes. So that's how they kind of like get what they're doing so you know yeah. it's improv because you literally just wrote that down i mean they probably get some of the same ones but they still have a different you know a different set every time and probably different people on stage every time so it ends up looking different all the time and it just makes it so much more funny because you know this is not rehearsed yeah there's no way you could rehearse there's them. no way yeah. you could rehearse it it is so hilarious so today our guest is emily z you're going to find out her last name in a minute 
but <laughs> she works with four day weekend. She does improvisational comedy, but she's got a few other things under her hat too. Like she's a pretty smart lady and has a lot of, um, her college. She went to university of North, uh, university of North Texas and her degree can't even. It's such a long degree. A I long can't degree. remember it. Like yeah. I can't remember jokes. I can't remember her degree. Right. right. Her degree is on how people take. That's right. And yeah. you're going to love this interview with Emily Z. You're going to want to go see some improv as soon as you're done listening. So here you go. Our interview with Emily Z. Thinking of crazy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. You say crazy three times and I will appear. It's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how are you doing? I'm good. Can you guys hear me clearly? Yeah. yeah sounds great. good. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for joining Hardy Party at Five and a Half. I love it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Dave says hello, by the way. Dave! I love Dave. He's awesome. He's the best. He's yeah. the best. Yeah, we're big fans of his. He's, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um, okay, he's so... He's a good bowler, too. A bowler? Yeah. He knows how to bowl. Oh, no, don't. Oh, don't, get him, don't get him started. Don't get me started about Dave bowling. <laughs> I've been dragged into that many times. <laughs> Have you gone bowling with Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've gone losing with Dave is what I call it. Yeah, because there's no, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a He's pretty good. Player. We really? played in Orlando. He's oh, really good. you played with Dave too? Oh, yeah. I've never played with Dave. Well, we got to set that up. <laughs> Giddy up. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Emily, thanks for joining Hardy Party Five and a Half. You know, you have a thousand other things you could be doing. So, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. And my first question is what is up with your last name and how do you pronounce it? <laughs> You know, um, yeah, so I married into, uh, it is Polish, okay. and I met my husband in Chicago, which has a really big Polish community, um, so I went from Chapman to Zavisha. Zavisha? So that is how it's okay. said. In, fa in fact, he just walked by, and I think I got a thumbs up. So. <laughs> you, said, you said it right? <laughs> how long did it yeah, take exactly. you to get it right? Uh, it took me a minute. Actually, on our first date, I had him take out his wallet and prove to me that that was his last name. Oh he was God. just making that's money. hilarious. Yeah. Well, also, I don't know if I would have believed him because it's not spelled really at all like that. Well, to me, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, exactly. That's a little questionable. So how did you guys meet? Uh, we met, I was living in Chicago. I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area originally, but moved up to Chicago. And um, I met him on the train on the red line. Aww. The most romantic of of public transportation. Aww. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you bump into exactly. with your coffees and you dropped a book? And I mean, is that how it went down or no? It is kind of a meet cute because it was we were in what's called the loop. We were downtown. I was working at the time at Groupon and he works at Bank of America and he was at his office downtown and we got onto the same train and I got shoved into his armpit. So I spent oh, about, wow. yeah, like right here, that was his armpit for about three stops and he did not smell bad. So, I mean, okay, yeah, good hygiene. That's what I was going to say. I mean, off the bat, that was like that, check one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, be exactly. ready on the train. That's right. Yeah. So a, 
I'm assuming that's a charming trait to have a good hygiene. What's something he does that drives you absolutely crazy? Oh gosh. Uh, that's a, that's a hard, let's narrow it down now. Um, I would still, say, still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he drives me crazy. He's very neat. So that is, and that's more of a fun thing. So like if he puts a blanket somewhere, I'll just kind of go make it askew just a little bit to see if he'll fix it. Oh my gosh. That's fun. It's a little fun being married to me. Yeah, that's so funny. He is the cleaner in the house and we have like a stack of blankets that we keep. Because we keep it really cold in the house. And I fold the blankets and I put them there and he goes, do you think that you folded that blanket when you put it there? And I'm like, it looks folded to me. Like, No. Like the corners aren't matching perfectly and I just don't even try it. I literally fixed all those this morning before we came in here. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's those things like you're like, he's a neat person. I mean, he smells good and he's neat. So this should be great. But then all of a sudden, those things that were so charming kind of start to drive you crazy. Oh, I mean, conversely, like, yeah, of course you meet a comedian and oh my gosh, you're so funny. And then, you know, <laughs> 10 years of marriage, it's oh, you think you're so funny. Right. He's like, stop with the conversation. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> totally get it. Okay, so let's go back to the start. You graduated from UNT, right? And then I did, yes. Mm -hmm. So then you took a we've taken one of those classes. You took a four-day weekend four training. Yeah. yeah, one time. You took that <laughs> and then you got the bug to want to be a comedian. So you go to Chicago after that. How did you end up in Chicago and what were you thinking? Is that where all comedians go? Yeah. To Chicago. Pretty much. Yeah. So everybody that I respected that did improvisation and any sort of professional level um, or had training that I really wanted to emulate went through the second city in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I, um, when I was finishing up college at UNT, I had gone to LSU. I moved back to Texas. I was commuting into Denton and I had time on my hands because I would go spend maybe two days worth of back-to-back -back classes. And then I was working and realized, oh, I could go take classes. I'd gone to see four day weekend for years. I saw them in high school when I was not 18. I love when I talk about that. It's an 18 and up club, children. Um, but yes, so I loved four day weekend. I thought, oh, this is such a great opportunity to take some classes. Um, I had been a theater major for a while in college. Like I had the bug, but never really knew where I fit into the arts. I just had a passion for it. Mm -hmm. um, and then took the classes, fell in love with it, went through the full training program, um, graduated from that. And then I had a friend who was moving to Chicago and was um, auditioning for the Second City. And so I thought, you know what? I have no, I've never been to Chicago. I know nothing about the city yeah. except for it's windy. Yeah. Um, so I, to get into the conservatory, which is a portion of um, the Second City where you have to audition, you also have to have a letter of recommendation if you did not go through the what's called A through E program at Second City, the conservatory, you have to have somebody write a letter of rec saying like, she's been through improv classes, this person's ready for conservatory, etc. So um, Dave, Dave and Frank wrote my letter of recommendation. I went up to Chicago, auditioned on a whim thinking this is just something off the bucket list to say, oh, cool, I auditioned for the Second City. Mm -hmm. um, and then I accidentally got in and was like, okay <laughs> I think I have to move to Chicago in like a month so I um I quit a, a sales job that I was not super passionate about anyways mm -hmm. um got an opportunity and took a job um in the city and went through the second city conservatory wow and that's how I got up there 
Okay, so what's your degree in? Um, anthropology, sociology, and rehab. Okay. Yeah. Taylor's oldest Wait, time. Say that right? again? <laughs> what is it? Sociology. I, I didn't get the last word. Okay. And rehab. Oh, okay. Yes. Huh. okay. This how all goes together. All of it's, oh, how those I honestly, <laughs> it's how people tick. And that's kind of, it is funny when I take a step back, all the classes and the things that I've studied, I realize, oh, it's really about behavior. And that's yeah. from, from an actor's perspective, it's how do you tap into those things, whether the byproduct is comedy or dramatic performance, whatever it is, it's really just studying how people and cultures yeah. work together and what motivates people. Okay, that okay, makes so sense now. I have a few okay. questions here. Okay, okay first of all, um, are you an Enneagram person? Have you done the Enneagram? I ha I have, but also like I love all of those things. So I don't even remember what my numbers and colors oh, okay. are. If that's I was, yeah, I, was, I don't I was, remember. Yeah, I was about to try to peg you. Um, but my first question is like, do you, you said improv classes? So like, I mean, we did the the free one at Forty Weekend, which I keep saying I want to do all you, of them. Yeah, you loved it. I yeah. loved it. I, I thought it, it was so much fun. But what? Where else do you go for that? Like, is there is there other places to go for improv classes? Yeah, there's so four day weekend. We when we came out of the pandemic, um, we were very, very lucky to be able to reopen both theaters. Um, the corporate work that we do, which we could talk about, um, essentially, we throughout the pandemic, instead of just waiting for it to blow over, we invested into a live streaming production studio into our Dallas location and the corporate business, which I'm the director of corporate sales. Um, our corporate business was thriving during the pandemic, which is wow. crazy. So it kept wow. us alive. It brought us a new revenue stream, but also it gave us the opportunity to, when we kind of came out, knock on wood, whatever this is, on the other side of it, we thought, okay, we want to give back to the community because so many other theaters, especially within comedy, did not make it to the other side. So we had the opportunity to open up classes. So anybody, no matter what your income level is, what your interest level is, you can drop in and do a class. So that's something that we're really proud of. Before the pandemic, we had a full training program, which was multi-level that you would take for over a year. So you would start at level one, and then you go to level two, and then you'd have graduate shows, much like the Second City setup. Um, so that's what I did 15 years ago at Four Day Weekend. But now the, the model's a little different to make it also more approachable so people can take a fundamentals class, they can come in and take a characters class, follow a teacher, you know, whatever mm. rings their bell. Now it's easier yeah. to do that. Do you teach any of the classes? You know, I don't, but I do our corporate keynotes. So okay. what I focus on, um, I always say it's kind of the blend, the intersection of comedy and business, because my path to comedy I realized, you know, you could either dig your heels in and try to get to SNL, right? right? Or be a writer for late night, whatever that is. And that's a very linear path and it's really, really hard. And I respect anybody that has stuck to it uh, because that's what it is. It's the mixture of talent and sticking to it and creating that opportunity for yourself. Um, I was always working more on a sales or business side in Chicago. Um, so I always felt this kind of weird juxtaposition of you know I had this sales job but then I take the sales hat off and I get to go yeah. do make ups with my friends at night yeah and then I realized that it doesn't have to be one or the other and mm. so being able to blend both is really where my passions are so yeah. with our corporate keynotes 
we train the art of improvisation, the philosophy, something called yes and. But um, I deliver that in large, it could be, I've done it for 4,000 people, I've done it for a group of 20, very scalable. But what it is, it's teaching through interactive activities, how you improvise every single day. And those soft skills we all have, those presentation skills, those moments of empathy or leadership is really by working this improv muscle um, can make us all better at that. Totally agree. So you mentioned the comedian, like most comedians, so many improv people go through Second City. Who are some people that inspired you comedian wise that like you've taken from? Yeah. My top three, um, I'm going to say Lucille Ball because I grew up and just like, I love Lucy, her physical comedy. She, I, I just remember sitting at home um, in the, early 90s, like feet up on the TV, way too close to the TV, uh, watching Lucille Ball and thinking she's beautiful. She's so funny. She's like the star of this show. I really um, looked up to her. Uh, Carol Burnett, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, if you watched her birthday special, I mean, I just boo-hooed and laughed through that whole thing. <laughs> she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joan Rivers, I thought, you know, if you've ever seen her early comedy and what she did in late night and how she really could have been that breakout late night um host I think that her story is fascinating and I look up to her as well yeah that's really cool I like all those people too a big you were big yeah Yeah, I like her too and Uh, also I mean Tim Conway I mean he's hilarious right yeah (laughs) yes yeah you, guys, uh, you mentioned that like you were going to four day weekend I think when you were younger I think our first experience was the rubber chicken Do you oh know? in Dallas yeah. Yeah. have you yeah. heard of that like it's like even the way back time yeah machine. I think it's that, still yeah yeah that's what it was called a long time ago it was a lot of fun oh my so let's talk about your comedy first when was the first time you did improv on stage Mm. Um, I had an improv class in college, so I did a little bit there. Um, and then I tried stand up <laughs> when I was 18. And you know, what's real funny is, uh, an 18 year old who knows nothing about life. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure I was really great. Uh, but then improvisation, the first time I really performed was at four day weekend in our graduation shows. Mm. Yeah. And I loved it. I mean, yep. that was just, of course, the the bug that you get and want to do more of it. So what was it like in your first time on Second City hitting that stage? What did you feel like when you, the first time you went up there professionally? Yeah, so what was really nice is I, so I did the conservatory. So my yeah. my performance at Second City was our conform, uh, conservatory shows. Um, and that was really incredible because it was the first time working with a director who direct like a professional director that created the holistic show. So it was learning to not only perform and Second City is improvisation to create sketch. So you improvise in your rehearsals, right? And then you get to say, okay, that character worked. I like the roadmap of where the scene was going. And you iterate through improvisation for the final kind of like SNL. Um, so that was a fun process being able to do things again, because when we do the improv show at four day weekend, we're improvising the, hopefully it's really funny, great characters. And then we will never do that scene ever again, mm. which is 
really fun, but also somewhat heartbreaking at times because it's like, oh God, that's so funny. I want to see that again. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that the conservatory graduation shows were really exciting because we put on multi-day or multi-week runs of that show. And I was really proud of that. Um, we also look from an ensemble perspective for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it is, improv reminds me that it is really about the group that we make each other look good. Mm -hmm. um, and so, for example, when you write a scene and we improvise that, the more people you can have in that scene, the more you can highlight other people and being others focused, mm -hmm. the show itself is stronger, which is not as, you know, a very ego-driven yeah. art form, to be honest, comedy and putting yourself out there on stage, you want to look good. But what I love about improv is you start to focus on others. And that. by that, we all look better. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty beautiful thing when you take a step back. Yeah, I love that. I That's kind of, I, when I think about like doing something like that, the getting on stage, I'm an Enneagram three, which is like performer achiever. So the fear of, um, you know, bombing is like, top of mind for three. <laughs> like we don't like to look bad in front of people. Um, so anyways, in that case, like I, I think that changing the focus of like other people are more important here, you know, like making sure that you're uplifting them and their skills and talents. I think that's like, that would be like key for, for me to know. So have you ever yeah. like left a stage and been like totally bombed? Totally bombed that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Many times. Uh, mm -hmm. Like what, like, how do you recover? Like, I would probably go crawl in a hole. What do you tell yourself? Uh, therapy, emotional damage. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it is, I feel like this, and I, I really, I can hear my, I can float above myself and be like, Emily, you know, but I, failure is a part of life. And if you are afraid to fail, then you're not going to progress. So once I, for example, this is actually, it's interesting because I'm not a stand-up even though I've done it. And now actually I'm doing more hosting, which feels a lot like stand-up, but I think improv gave me the route to be able to do hosting yeah. and go stand on stage for 10 minutes and not have anything scripted. And that doesn't scare me now. However, it's thousands of hours of stage time that got me there. Um, but I will say the first time I did stand-up, I killed, which is tale as old as time. It's the worst thing to happen to a new stand-up because I was just like... Yeah, that's right. the that's second time <laughs> the second time I was up there not so good and that was an absolute bomb and what I learned there is a couple things I think what I tell myself is now what I've learned if I could go back and talk to 18 year old Emily um 20 years later <laughs> um almost almost 38 uh I would go back and and remind myself and anybody who's performing that the audience is rooting for you mm. so if you if that's something that you fear is like to to fail on stage and that feeling which is absolutely valid we all have that of course I don't want to look silly or stupid what I remind myself is that the audience doesn't want me to be uncomfortable they want to watch a confident person mm. also if I make a choice and in our world we say there are no wrong answers on stage there are just higher and lower percentage choices, mm. which is the loophole essentially. <laughs> but what that frees me up to do is if I make if I make a choice and I'm playing at the height of my intelligence, even if it's a low percentage choice, what's perceived as a mistake, I know is really just an out of the box opportunity. Mm. So when I, and actually, I don't even remember if, was this, 
was this Lennox live? Yeah, I like I was walking off the stage and there was tape and it's AstroTurf and I'm in heels and I almost fell off the stage. I got <laughs> tape got wrapped around my heel and I had been on literally just meeting this audience for like the first minute. I'm like, I'm going to go talk to somebody in the audience and then I almost eat it. Okay, so but you went that, down the steps, right? You were going down the steps. Yeah. I went down the steps. Yeah. And so what happened is, of course, I catch myself, but I have literal tape, white tape is wrapped around my heel because it caught and then it, I did not completely fall, but I whipped it off and I was like, I'm safe and then whatever. <laughs> but somebody took a picture of me falling and that picture ended up being a part of the payoff at the end of the entire conference in this closer. Mm -hmm. So what I could have been embarrassed of like falling, of course, yeah. cause I'm human and I'm just meeting, I don't know how many people were there. Yeah. Like, like a thousand. Maybe, yeah. Like a thousand, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have either looked at a thousand people and thought I am going to go crawl back in bed <laughs> and never face them again mm -hmm. or laugh at myself, whip the tape around my head and move yeah. on. And then open myself up for the opportunity that that moment, that funny photo of me whipping the tape around my head actually made sense at the very end and it got a laugh. So that's kind of the thing that I tell myself is if we're constantly judging ourselves for perfection, we're not open to those opportunities. That's so smart. That's nice. So smart. Okay, let's go back to the Emily Z timeline. You're in Chicago. Okay. You meet your husband's underarm. His armpit. Mm -hmm. You fall in love yep. in that moment because he smells so good. I've never fallen in love with your armpit. <laughs> okay, good. Just saying. <laughs> that, that's a healthy thing. That's a healthy thing. So then you're <laughs> at other qualities. I'm just saying. Things. So you're at Second City. So how long are we at Second City, and how do y'all end up back? How do you end up back at Four Day Weekend? Yeah. So when I was at the Second City, I did the conservatory, but I was working in sales. Um, I got an opportunity to work for, if you know, the satirical newspaper, The Onion. Yeah. Um, I worked at The Onion and I was selling advertising and essentially commercial content where we would create co-branded commercials, um, homepage takeovers, ads, all of that. So I was working in New York City, um, but my office was in uh, Chicago. So I was flying back and forth every week. And then I was performing um, either at IO Improv Olympic, formerly Improv Olympic, or the Second City um, doing shows there. I was not on the main stage of Second City, so I was not in a review. Um, but I got hired on later to work internally. So I worked for something called at the time Second City Communications, which became Second City Works which is essentially what I'm doing at four day weekend, but through the second city. So I was an employee internally working with brands and agencies to utilize the second city's talent. Um, and then also offer corporate improv training. Um, my family's here in Dallas, Fort Worth. I grew up in Arlington and um, we had talked about coming back to DFW area. My husband got an opportunity um, through his job to transfer. And so we thought, okay, if we're going to start a family, uh, we wanted to be down here close to my parents who are getting older. And so, uh, yeah, we made the the trip down and I, on the way was like, ring, ring, 40 weekend. Hi. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was a really beautiful leap of faith because they, so Dave Wilk had been handling all of the sales and wearing so many hats uh, mm. within the company, but the company has always been doing this and growing and growing. Um, and 
I kind of weirdly was uniquely suited to take over the sales part of that, but also join the cast organically and find where I fit best within mm-hmm. our offerings, which is for me, I'm not a singer. Oh, I'm not a singer, uh, but <laughs> I'm a host and I'm a performer and I can do sales. So it just worked out. So we came down here and then a couple of years later had a little one. It's interesting that like you think of comedy, like you just come up on stage and you do it, but it's interesting how structured everything is. Like Second City is very structured, Four Day Weekend is very structured. Like there's a lot of organization behind what looks organic. like it. Yeah, what looks organic is really very structured behind the scenes. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, we like to say the art isn't concealing the art. So the structure is that muscle that we work. It's the yes and philosophy. Yes is actively listening and staying present. And and is building on the certain the information, particularly in a positive way. So it's actively listening, staying present, and moving things forward in a positive way. Nice. And so that structure can work in a scene. It can work in your business. It can work in a collaborative environment. Um, and then it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast, and I think it was John Hamm was talking about his process before he steps on set. And I loved the idea. He said, I put in the work before I do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to subscribe to. So I'm never nervous on stage because I mean, why would I be? I know who I'm talking to. I know what the event is. I know if something goes wrong, it's okay. Cause I'll handle it. And everybody has my back mm-hmm. and I'm going to play to the height of my intelligence and I'm going to yes. And I mean, okay. why would I be nervous? So if I walk into a situation and I'm ill-prepared, I haven't done the work, um, any of these other things kind of falter, that's, that's when I think nerves can creep in, but Mm -hmm. I try to avoid that. Yeah, that's true. And I remember at our, the clinic or whatever we did, we did yes and, like you build off someone, like they start a statement and then you try to build on it. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because in the circle, there's probably 15 people there. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting how we would go negative and the instructor would stop us and go, hey, you're not, I think as when we think comedy, we think, oh, it's going to be funny if I go negative with this. Mm-hmm. But he would stop us and say, no, you want to stay positive with this and build it and send it back to them in a positive right. note instead of getting like dark and, right. you know. Well, you'll always end up in the hospital, basically. Like we're, <laughs> always, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're in the hospital. <laughs> so I like exactly. that. Exactly. Also stays, po- the idea is to stay positive with it and not necessarily. Which was harder yeah. than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way harder. Than yeah. It is hard. Well, it's interesting because our adult brains, whenever I do these yes and sessions, you're exactly right. So many times when people are nervous, or they don't want to say the wrong thing, something negative comes out. And what that is, is our brain going through what's like kind of a no filter versus a yes and filter, because no gives us the illusion of control. Our brain's saying, I don't like it. I don't want to add to it. I just make it stop. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go negative. And what happens is when you start thinking and collaborating through no, is that you're going to create more negativity. So Mm -hmm. if one person is saying, you know, yeah, they're yes anding, but yes anding in a negative way. Yes, and um, I was in the hospital. Okay, well, yes, and when we were in the hospital, um, I met a cute doctor. You know, like <laughs> you could try to make it positive. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, he smelled good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great armpit. <laughs> okay, so time to segue. You have a cute as a button daughter, Estella. How old is she? 
Thank you. She next week is going to be five. We just had her fifth um, birthday yesterday, like her, her little party with friends. So starting awesome. kindergarten this next year? Yes, she is. Oh, how do you feel about that? Oh, um, you know, it's already flying by. It's, yeah. but it's such a fun age right now. I wish I could freeze that it's like fun. four or five. It's yeah. really sweet, but we're very excited and I'm excited to not be paying for daycare. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's a little cherry on top. It's the little things. That's right. First, you're excited to get out of diapers. Then you're excited about not paying for daycare. Pretty soon you'll be like not paying for college and very happy about that as well. <laughs> this is where we exactly. are. But we're getting there. Nice. <laughs> so tell me about her. Like, what's your favorite part of parenting? Like being just being her mom. Yeah, she's just such a sweet, like little empath. It's um it's funny because what used to feel like, you know, toddler emotions are now she's able to communicate how she feels so much better and it is so adorable just the things that she says and how she's putting concepts and ideas together and not always the most coherent which makes me laugh even harder yeah um but yeah there's there's certain things like little you know she just stopped calling her uniform her unicorn which <laughs> kind of broke my heart I haven't corrected her and I'm like oh you're growing yes. but yeah it's but those sweet little moments. That reminds me when our son, he's 20 now, stopped calling Spider-Man. He called him Fighter-Man. And I thought it was so cute. Oh. I, he's going to finish. He's not going to do that. Well, I have a theory that God makes them so cute when they're younger because the teenage years are coming. They're coming. So you have to remember, oh, oh they yeah. were so cute. They were yeah. so awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, oh, you know what? I will say, Estella does call Wonder Woman, Woman Woman, which is woman, woman? my favorite thing in the world. That's woman, woman. It's, it's just enough. It's woman, woman. Very powerful. And it's so cute. She says it with such conviction. Mommy, I want to be woman, woman one day. <laughs> That's so cute. Well, I say if you put in the work when they're young and you like get all the hard things with the boundaries and all the things going when they're young, then you really like them when they're teenagers. I think we really liked our teenagers, but yeah. it's a lot of work on the front end. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So recently you guys went Thank to you. Disney World. We are huge Disney fans. We've taken our kids there for years and years. What, how, was this your, like, first, her first time, I'm assuming. And so what were your favorite parts? Yes. Yeah, it was, in a way, my first time I went, I guess, when I was, like, three or four. So, oh, so this was your first time. Um, oh, my goodness. So basically. It was. And everything yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, like years, like, all the processes changed. So I'm brand new, everything for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, I will be honest. I'll start with the, I'll, I won't bury the lead. We have the most wonderful magical time. <laughs> I am not a Disney mom because I didn't grow up going to Disney. I don't enjoy the planning, the, all the things, but I did, I really, thank goodness used like a plant, like a Disney yeah. planner who helped me with that. I game planned the waking up early on the genie plus and yada yada yeah. mm -hmm. all that we did all the dining experiences with all the princesses oh, and yeah. that all the makeovers yeah um so yeah but my favorite moment we were walking through and you know like the um the Grinch how his heart you know grew each that was my little like not Disney mom <laughs> Grinch heart just every day got a little bit bigger I'm like okay I see 
okay. I see why people like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but yes, we were walking through Magic Kingdom and one of the parades was coming through. And so Ryan put her on his shoulders and I just watched her. I didn't even look at the parade. I was watching her yell at all the characters and so genuinely excited. It was the sweetest thing. Take all my money, Disney. I <laughs> get it. Right. It was the best. That's all right. That's how we feel about it too. I mean, we've been over the years, but yeah, it's like every time you go, there's just something else I find that I see that I like, or we've taken some other side tours, but I took an underground tour, like below the Disney castle. Oh, cool. and there is a whole nother, like everything operates underneath the castle. Like there's a whole yeah. system down there, um, including like the trash. Like you never see trash in Disney parks. Like there's so many things I love about it. It's usually pretty clean. Oh, I could go on forever. Can I, can I mention <laughs> a moment that our kids always remember? Mm. I think they were like 10, 12 and 14, maybe we're at Disney world and she's the planner. Like I she, am a Disney she's actually, like actually, I, a Disney planner. Oh, so you, yeah. yeah, but this yeah. is before you started that. You were, you were already a planner. So she has the map and she's mapped out the whole day. So we're in line for the submarine ride. And you pissed yeah. me off. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go out of order of what we were going to do. So she, yeah, yeah uh, what, uh, basically, I threw the map at his stinky armpit <laughs> and I was like, dude, you take the map. And the kids are like, <gasps> what yes. <laughs> you can tell you can see them talking what are we supposed to do dad has the map we're never going to see anything the rest of the day and that's what i'm thinking i'm like what am i going to do with this <laughs> it was just a suggestion no yeah that. so eventually i got the map you back. learned yes i, I took like, back over the reins everything went smooth oh. you know we've been married we've learned years, to, so. to suggest anything <laughs> off the off the map so yeah yeah that's just the way. oh my god that's my disney memory that's your only memory yeah. of the 100 times we've been. Great. Yeah. I need to create a memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Emily. We have we have before we go, we've got to know what we asked David Wilt the same thing. We have to know your favorite joke. And remember, we're we're oh. family. So what's your what's like your top of mind joke you have? And that's the problem is that I can't tell the first. 10 that come to my mind, but okay. Um, I've got one. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I got, I've got some favorites, but uh, okay. Let me think. She's gonna get two whales. Okay. Two, two whales. Two whales. Two whales walked into a bar and they waddle up. First one sits down on the bar stool. Other one sits down. Bartender says, All right, uh, what can I get you? The first whale says, Second whale says, Frank, you are drunk. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, it's such a waste fun. of time. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> I was going to go longer, but there's no need. This podcast has got to end at some point. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a professional. We're going to put a big crowd reaction under that joke for yeah, you. So. There you go. Yeah, there you Can you follow me around with a big crowd reaction? <laughs> Absolutely, we can do You'll that. That'd be great. <laughs> Not in our family. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time with us today. I think just, I love improv. I love talking about it. I yeah. think it's so fascinating. I'm so like encouraged by what you do. I think it's amazing and just such a thank gift. You. Honestly, it's a gift. Uh, and so we just thank you for taking time to talk to us today 
and inspiring all the people out there like me that think it's just amazing. Appreciate right. it, Emily. Hopefully we so see you soon. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. Thanks, y'all. Take care. <laughs> Bye. I'll catch up soon. Okay, Scott. Yeah? What do you call a pig that does karate? Um, Steven Seagal. What? That was kind of funny. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Oh, that was, I think that was kind of funny. I didn't think I was good at jokes. No, anyways, I don't know. It's what a pig. This is... Well, he's not, he's not, he's not really considered the nicest guy in the world. Oh, really? And he does martial arts. Did not know that. So. Anyways, yeah. it's a pork chop. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. So that's like <laughs> my one little joke that I would know. And then like, what do you call someone else's cheese? Not joke. Not cheese. I mean, they're the basic ones, but I'm not really good at those. It's uh, a These are building blocks to work on. Building blocks, yeah. yes. And so I really want to go do some more of those classes that she talked about. Please, 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 can we go? One day we'll be in Second City. Yes, I want to. Or maybe you. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll hang along with you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do graphics for do, you. There were some classes there that you want to do that was like character development. Oh no, I I want to do them not necessarily to become a performer, but just to kind of like Emily's talking about, just learn about people more and yeah. behavior and how to relate to people. Maybe you can go get one of those long name fancy degrees. Oh yeah, <laughs> online. Whether it's you're accredited not. or not, not a big deal. Not a big deal. I just want to be able to hang it up in my office. Hey, you're a graphic artist. You can create whatever degree you oh, want. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just finished at MIT, actually. <laughs> it was pretty easy. Really? Yeah, it felt like that. Like I was that. Done. Right, yeah, exactly. It probably took you like half a day to whip that up. Yeah, me and Elon Musk. <laughs> you can get in some trouble for that. Yeah, I'm going to change the world <laughs> with my fake MIT degree. That's right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Emily Z. She was fascinating. Go get you some tickets to Four Day Weekend, Dallas, Fort Worth, or find one in your city, wherever you are. And I'll, I'll put the link in our show notes so you'll have that and you can click yeah. right to it. And if you're daring enough, take a class because it's so fun. And they're free. They're so they're free. They're free. So you've got to go do that. We hope you enjoyed this Hardy Party of Five and a Half over and out. We'll see you next time. Bye.